Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. How is everybody? How are you today, my dear? I'm exhausted is everybody, for some reason. Me too. Is everybody um, healthy and safe there now? We are very healthy and safe. We're at Nanny's house. We're no, at- I mean, because didn't you have a boo-boo crisis when I got on? Oh call? my God, the boo-boo crisis. What oh, happened? Well, what happened? May May had, um, you know, she had a slight little bit i can't say every word that i'm going to use is going to sound like it's very bad but it's not she had a tiny little tear on her toe like on her skin yeah because they were taking a bath together and they were playing in the water uh, you know they were playing really really well they were actually in the tub for like 45 minutes playing very nicely but i guess hunter was holding may in the tub and she swang her and then the top of her little toe wait did you say swang Swang her, yeah, swung her. <laughs> swung. She swung her. She swang. I like swang. <laughs> she swung her, and she she kind of like scratched her, the top of her toe on the faucet of the ba- of the bathtub. So it really wasn't that big of a boo boo deal. But mm-hmm. she, you know how it really hurt. It's like you know when where you get like a real s- str- scratch just at the top layer of your of your skin. It it just starts to get really sore and it it's achy. Mm-hmm. So I think that that's what happened to her, and so she got very upset that her toe was hurting. So then I had to wrap, you know, in one of her little toes, I had to wrap a gigantic band aid because I didn't have small ones. So it really wasn't that big of a boo-boo deal, but Mm -hmm. she, you know how it really hurt. It's like, you know, where you get like a real scratch just at the top layer of your, of your skin. It just starts to get really sore and it, it's achy. So mm-hmm. I think that that's what happened to her. And so she got very upset that her toe was hurting. So then I had to wrap, you know, in one of her little toes, I had to wrap a gigantic Band-Aid because I didn't have small ones. And it just, it's, just, how do you wrap a, a, a regular size Band-Aid onto a tiny little toe? I mean, you just wrap that shit around, I guess. I know. So she left and hopefully that was, that's going to take, hopefully that, that, that was it. But there was no blood. There was no, like, there was no skin. I couldn't see, like, pink anywhere. It was really just the top layer had a kind of like a slice mm-hmm. of the top skin. So I'm sure that it's painful for her, but she was very sad. Aww. But we were able to take care of it. So, yeah. Poor poopy. Everybody is safe and good. pretty much set up. And happy. And happy. 
Happy-ish. Happy-ish. We had a long, beautiful day yesterday, which we were all out. I'm going to the going to the museum again because I just bought a family pass. It's just the museums here are my favorite thing in the whole entire world. So we're really stoked. It's pretty awesome. What about you? What are you up to? Um, what am I up to? Hopelessness and despair. Hopelessness. <laughs> That's pretty much it. That's oh, all I've got. sweet. Well, we'll get to that later. <laughs> no, I mean, I'm cool. I just have, I'm, yeah. I have some hope coming. I'm talking to someone tomorrow that was enthusiastic about helping me with the agency. And if you're listening, hello. Sweet. But, um, yeah. I I don't even know where to begin, really. I just, I have personal drama, and it is not what I'm used to. It's certainly not what I'm comfortable with, and I've been ignoring it and trying to pretend like it's not happening, because that's what I do. And I think it's starting to catch up with me, because I'm acting like nothing's going on in my life, and a lot's going on in my life, and... Well, actually, it's st- now that it's starting to get better, I feel guilt, right? So it's like as it's happening and as it's at its worst, I'm happier than a pig in shit, right? But as soon as it starts to get better and I'm starting to notice like the ramifications of this like in business or whatever, I feel like an asshole. Hmm. Like I should have been more transparent all along, but I don't know how to do that. I just know how to like disappear. You mean – what do you mean disappear? Like disappear as in like nobody – can find you so like my dad always knows when something's going on with like emily for example because if i don't talk to him in like two weeks because otherwise i'll just call him and start yapping about tv or just whatever but if things go wrong or south with someone he will text i don't respond he'll call i don't call him back i go radio silent on people and it's because it's too you know and again like i'm purely motivated by hassle so for me, it's a hassle to call someone back and tell them what the same, you know, it's like too many people to have to tell mm-hmm. what's happening like over and over and over. So I'm just not good at that. I just kind of, dis- you know that, you know, I disappear. I know you disappear. And it's funny because, well, I know you do disappear and I'm kind of like, well, and, and usually, you know, what usually you- no, you don't have to wonder what I'm doing. I know. I do know. And so then I'm sitting there going like. But you know what's really strange as a friend where you totally know and then you and you doubt yourself and then you're like, nah, <laughs> that's not what's happening. Like, it's so weird because no. then I go, no, she's probably like and I'll start to make up this. I, I'll start to make up stuff like, yeah. oh, she's it's because of I don't know. She had three different birthday parties to attend this weekend. Yeah, right. Like anyone who would invite me to a birthday party. No, no, I'm just kidding. That's just sad sackness right there is what that was. That was a that was pity party of one is what that was. <laughs> no, but I do. I mean, I sense it. I sense I sense you pulling away and I just yeah. kind of like let you go. But at yeah. the same time, it's like I come I, back. And you do. You do I'm come back. back and I I kind of do the same thing as well. So I get it. The fog is lifting ever so slightly and it's coming to my attention just how dark things have been. So like, man, this is a pretty vulnerable. We get vulnerable on this episode of She Podcasts. Oh my God. So like, it turns out my daughter's been using and relapsed since April. And I I don't want to say I had no idea because it's not a shock. But what I can say is that I didn't think that she was using consistently since April. I, I know she relapsed in April right before I went to Minneapolis. 
And then she told me she had stopped, but her behavior was erratic. So even if she had stopped or wasn't using every day, like it's not like she was in the corner all days down on heroin all the time, but she was not acting healthy, mentally healthy whatsoever. You know, that's right around the time that I was like signing people left and right for this agency. It's been very difficult and distracting because she, you know, like above all the addiction, just to tell the audience, because I know Elsie knows she does have mental illness. She is what they called at the she's extreme borderline personalities or her social worker said she can usually smell it on people. And Emily stinks. (laughs) And it's true. She's extremely borderline. And most people think that borderline means you're you're. My dad says, like, what does that mean, borderline? She either has mental illness or she doesn't. That's not what it means. A borderline means, just so you know, borderline between psychosis and neurosis. So it's a good time. Let me tell you. She's okay, a- so, okay. And, and since we're getting deep in the weeds, deep in the weeds, calling out a with, different podcast. With Jessica and Elsie. Oh, right. That's on she, uh, this week on She Podcast. I know. Is, can you break that down? Yes. It's, Hold on one second. Okay. Okay. Yes. Are you going to do research? <laughs> no, I just, okay. no, I can't, I just can't rattle it off. Oh, yeah, yeah. My no. brain has no functionality. <laughs> totally. I literally can't remember my own name. I'm telling you, I'm turning into Obama. Just give me the same shirt to wear every day in different colors. I'll be all set. For those of you who don't understand that reference, he wears the same color suit every day and same color, like, just tr- switches out the ties so he doesn't have to make as many decisions. And I am so for this method of leading your life we already talked about this yeah okay good all right good just i just wanted to clarify okay okay so this is what is borderline if you have borderline you probably feel like you're on a roller coaster not just with your emotions but your sense of who you are your self-image goals and even your likes and dislikes change frequently in a ways that feel confusing and unclear people with borderline tend to be extremely sensitive some describe it as a feeling like you're an exposed nerve ending Small things trigger intense reactions. Once you're upset, you have a very hard time calming down. It's easy to understand how this emotional volatility and inability to self-soothe leads to relationship turmoil and impulsive and reckless behavior. When you're in the throes of overwhelming emotion, you can't think straight and stay grounded. You say hurtful things, act out in dangerous and inappropriate ways that make you feel guilty and ashamed later on. It's a terrible cycle. It can feel impossible to escape. So the end of that, obviously makes sense as far as why she's an addict. The beginning of it, though, is the part that's really, I find, interesting about her and not to use her as like a lab rat or whatever. But like when remember when I said, like, you feel like you're on a roller coaster, even your sense of who you are. So this is how Emily this manifests in Emily. Half the time, Emily relates as a nice Jewish girl from a good home in a nice neighborhood who's who, who like doesn't belong here or there because she was raised properly. The other half of the time she relates to herself as like junky white trash high school dropout. And even before she was or wasn't those things, she was making up persona. So like in middle school, she would put on extra makeup or stuff her bra and wear tight clothes and tell everyone that like she lived in Claymont, which is a terrible part of town. She didn't live there. There was no reason for her to live there. Then she went the other way and decided she would only wear pearls and cardigans and told everyone she was from Tennessee, a place she had never been. And like her grandmother went to high school in Tennessee, but moved here when she was not my mother, but his her father's mother moved here when she was like 
18 and like she her she basically her whole adult life has been in Delaware. Her father's entire life has been in Delaware. Like Emily's never been to Tennessee. There's no right. reason why she would say she was from there or anywhere else. Right. And so this was like in high school. This is again, even before she was using, she would be doing that. She was it's like she can't she has no personal identity. She They change all the time. Sometimes she's a juggalo. Sometimes she's a southern belle. Sometimes she's, you know, she will, she'll go through a phase where she'll start wearing glasses that have no prescription just so that she can, you know, be like the smart student. She just is like putting, it's like, it's like her persona is a skin Mm -hmm. and she wears different ones. So it, that part's very interesting to me. The other part about being a raw nerve and being extremely sensitive and, you know, blowing up at nothing, like, because you're you are walking on eggshells and what you know and even if they're wrong you end up apologizing a lot and trying to express your message in a way that will get through and you have to be very careful how to do that so that they don't i mean and this is why it, when people say like all addicts just didn't have good parenting you know an example of that is like okay at age 13 you tell emily that she can't go to her friend's house because she hasn't cleaned her room. And not only does she not take that, but she will slam the door, punch a wall through it, or run away. Right. Like, that's not normal teenage rebellious behavior. My my way of dealing with that was going to my room and calling my friend and pretty much calling my mother every name in the book, unless she could right. hear me, <laughs> you know, and then I would hang up. Right. But like calling my mother a bitch was probably the worst I ever did when I was grounded. I mean, once I planned my funeral, just to, just to make them sad. <laughs> well, because I, I was never suicidal, but I thought, you know, it would really serve them right if I had a funeral that they would have to attend because they were so mean to me. I mean, I was probably like 11, but like, you know what I mean? Like, I was I didn't really want to die. I just wanted to make them pay. It was more revenge right. than, su- yeah, you know what I mean? I, and I, yeah. yeah, I think we've all yeah, felt yeah, of at course, some point of that course. way. That's normal. Like, yeah. But like, yeah. but like hurting yourself. Anyway, so, um, so since I've started my agency... Oh, and then there's the whole thing with Scott and his stupid fucking lungs. Like his lungs, um, he just is, and that's just more inconvenient than anything else. Like he doesn't feel well. He can't carry the baby. He just can't go to the grocery store. So I'm like doing all that stuff and dealing with Emily and starting a new agency. And so, you know, as much as I want to hustle the agency and get people sponsors and stuff like that, like it's, it's not been easy up until now. To do that. Because you've had to, yeah, because you've had to be juggling and you've been split like more than usual. Mind you, you also have Isaac. Also have Isaac. Still doing She Podcast. Started another show off in the weeds a little while ago. So it's like, yeah, I'm still doing everything that I was doing prior to this. I mean, she came home to live with us in November and she was very peaceful until April. She was a help until Mm -hmm. April. And then it became like, she's calling me 10 times a day. Oh my God, I'm Laura Linney in Love Actually. Where like someone would cut her off in traffic and she would call me and call me and call me and call me and call me. Yeah. And um, yeah, it's just hard to manage. You, it's just hard to pitch people. It's hard to, you know, and like I'm not just pitching. I'm writing the proposals. I'm making the one sheets. I'm sending the emails. I'm doing all the follow up. I'm still meeting with new um, podcasters. I was still um, consulting. And so, oh gosh. And so now I'm probably discrediting the shit out of myself. But because I don't want people to think that like anything's going under. It's not. It's just that. So this, so 
she has been in a hospital for like the past couple of weeks and she's going to a longer term treatment facility that focuses on addiction and co-occurring disorders. Um, she'll be gone for a couple of months. The bottom line is she, she won't live here again. So it doesn't matter what happens to her. She will not be under this roof again. She broke our trust in a way that doesn't make her a good roommate. Let's put it that way. She just like took money and, you know, she didn't take stuff, but like she took our money and wasn't nice with it. And then, um, so like that actually, since she's been gone, I can feel like a weight lifting where like I have focused time periods because no one's interrupting me because she can't because she's in the hospital. It's a mental hospital. So it's not like she's dying or anything. She just has been, you know, I don't, she says they watch TV mostly. <laughs> I said, cause she's actually pretty funny. So I said, like, what do you do today? And she was like, I watch TV and buttered my bread with a fork. <laughs> they're not allowed to have knives. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny that's some funny shit and so and so then actually she said that in front of a um, nurse who was like why don't you use a spoon uh-huh <laughs> oh my god that's hilarious. she was like great now i'm crazy and stupid <laughs> anyway so um she's fine we're just we, she was just in there so they could regulate medication now that she's actually pretty mentally even keeled mm-hmm. so it's weird because like there was a place she wanted to go and for some reason it didn't work out and like you would expect that she would yell and scream on the phone and instead she just went great i'm livid and i was like you are and she was like yes i'm very angry i'm gonna have to talk to my social worker tomorrow and i was like oh ha. <laughs> well so you're not yelling about it or anything she goes no but i'm very angry and i was like look you know what's happening right now a normal reaction to something this is how normal people get angry she was like thanks but she was like me. She was actively yeah. getting angry the way I get angry. Right. It was a miracle. So I can tell that she's at least on the road to getting better, but she still needs drug and alcohol treatment and other treatment. So, yeah, so she'll be gone a while and that should give me some space to um, put together, you know, to not be so distracted and, and organized. And then somebody who listens to our show, who has their own show who's doing that's doing very, very well, offered to help me. And she's like a brand... She knows a lot about like digital advertising just from like having successful sponsorships of her own and putting together her own packages. I guess she was in marketing before she became a blogger. Um, So yeah, she's going to help me. We're trying to work out something and first we're going to start with process and she got all excited and she was like, let me go through your processes. Oh gosh, that's what you need. That's like not something I would ever, that would ever come out of my mouth ever. Right. It's crazy. I'd be like, uh, what? Yeah. I was just like, okay, sure. go for it. That's happening. And then I finally got a leads list of like 400 names. I got them all. I found the contacts for all of them. And so pitching them is going to be much easier and, you know, so on and so forth. I can see a light at the end of the tunnel as far as being um, able to focus, but I have been waking up the last couple of weeks with horrible guilt about the other things that I'm not doing properly that I want to do properly. And it used to be bad. Like when I was a web designer and not, we would have, would have a call for someone or those, the contract would be over and the website would be launched. And like, I would be like, Oh, I never reached out to that person to see how they're doing. That sucks. And you know, it's like a little bit of a beat up on yourself and then you move on. But like, this is like every morning I wake up going, so many people are disappointed. What do I do? Oh. It just feels like that every day. And I mean, most of my clients are pretty understanding, even though they don't know what's going on with me. Like most of them are. And I think also they realize it's a free service. They haven't paid me to do it. I'm just doing it. Right. Yeah. In the hopes that I get a commission. So right. there's that. 
But on the other side of it, it's just like, I know they need the money. I know they came to me because they trust me. I know they believe in me. I can't focus as much as, you know, I just feel like a shithead 100% of the time. Anything I do that isn't pitching, I feel like a shithead. But dude, you're not going to be able to do that if you don't start, you know. Part of this, though, is that you haven't been able to just settle and just be with yourself and to just get yourself together. Do you know that you some know? days I don't even remember if I brushed my teeth? Well, that's what I'm saying. I don't it's know time. if I'm actually doing it twice a day or not. I really don't. I know. I know. I mean, I know I know how you feel. And I, mean, I got to tell you, it's like doing my – and I know this is not in no way – this is what helped me. And this is the reason that I, because I was feeling, I obviously, I do not have the stuff that you were going through or anything like that. But I was getting to a place where it was just a, a little too overwhelming. And I was feeling that I was losing control of me and the person that I was wanting to be because I was being such a horrible person to my kids. That's how I felt, mm -hmm. you know. I know that feeling too. Um, you know, where it's just like every time they did something, it was just like, oh. It was this, everything they did was annoying. Mm -hmm. Every uh, communication I had with them was negative. Yeah, I remember everything, that. I had that it, for a little while. You know, mm -hmm. it was awful. And I was like, I don't want this. I don't want to, they are not, they're doing the best job that they can do right now. I'm at a, at a place where I feel like every little tiny thing, if anybody looks at me, I'm going to spit in your face. Like I just felt <laughs> like such a grump. Yeah, like, yeah. Honestly. And then that, that's really when I started to do the whole bullet journaling thing, you know? And I think that there's part, there's been a process in me, regardless of the framework, regardless of, of what it is really truly for, for the, the form that it has taken into the system, the mere act of, there are two different things. One of them is just having a place to write down the things that I need to do to get them out of my head. Mm -hmm. So even if I don't do them, so if I like think, if like, if I were you, like if I think about, again, for the third time, because usually it's the third time that I write it down. If it pops into my head that I have to reach out to somebody or I haven't followed up with somebody or something like that, I'll just write, write it down. And then the other thing that's really helped is the tracking mechanism. Like I've set up a tracking thing in my journal. And so I see when I take a shower. Oh my God, you do? I see it. I wrote it down. Yeah. And then I, I you know, have a, a, at least in my in my eyes, I haven't set any limit. So every time I do tracking, I don't do tracking for like as a goal. Like I don't say like, I'm going to take a shower five days a week. You know, I don't, I don't have that as a goal. I just have it there so Why that. Why would you? I, right, exactly. <laughs> Why, Why would you want to shower almost every day? Oh my day? God, every day? That seems excessive. Doesn't it seem totally excessive? Yeah. Now? It used to be such normal. But, but now, but that's what I say. It's like there's been times where I'm like, when was the last time I showered? Holy crap. Yeah. Oh my God, I'm so embarrassed. And so then that's why I can now look back and I can say, wow, it's been a, <laughs> it's been a while. <laughs> I need to shower today. And it becomes, Oops. it becomes like top of mind and it becomes something I do. And so I've done little things like that for stuff that I feel is necessary for self-care, like showers. Mm -hmm. And so I'm proud to say that I've been consistently taking showers at least twice a week now. Yay! Well done. <laughs> well done, Mama Elsie. I don't even know. 
I know. I have to think so. about when my last shower. I mean, I was going to today, but I was having. Uh, I don't know. I was. I. I've. Ha- I, there's a little bug going around my house at the moment, so it's probably not contributing to my self care much because I'm just like off and on. We've been not feeling well, so it's not helping. Oh. But, um, yeah, that's how it is at the moment. Not good. Not good. But getting better. Just showers, Jess. I'm good at covering it up. I know you are, and that's like the that's the that's the crazy and and it's really hard to get you to spill the beans. And should I not be good at covering it up? How much are you supposed to no, like when like when a client is annoyed with you because you either okay. haven't paid attention during the last call? Like here's an example. I feel bad about okay. this. Okay, I'm guilty about this. So I had a discovery session with a client where they're supposed to tell me who they want me to pitch. And I was listening. I remember the conversation now, but I had the conversation with the person and then we hung up the phone and I was gung ho. And I remember doing a little research after the call and then whatever happened in the last week. And then seven days later, he said he had a follow up. Do you have any news for me? Is there any news on the home front? And I looked through my notes and I have nothing, no companies written down, no ideas, not one thing. And of course, since my brain doesn't function. I wrote him back and I was like, I don't know what happened, but I don't have any of my notes. I don't remember. Can you please just refresh my memory, the, the companies that we talked about so that I can see what the notes are? And then he was annoyed and he wrote me back and he was like, well, I, as you remember, I mentioned this one and this one, but I was kind of hoping you would come up with these on your own, which would explain why I don't have any notes. And now that he says that, I totally remember him saying that. Ooh. Right. But I couldn't remember when he, I, got, I had a panic because he followed up with me. Right. And thank God he did because, I mean, I don't know. I guess I would never have remembered. Cause my, Dude. Do you, you feel me? And so now yep. – and so, yep. But something similar to that happened like three times that day. Three times mm. that day someone was like, anything? Can you let me know? Can you follow up with me? Like what the fuck's happening? And there is stuff happening. But the weekly report thing is tough, man. I, I, I don't really have time to do like a here's who I – emailed here's who responded here's who didn't respond that's difficult it's proving difficult for me so i thought maybe if i put everyone in slack i could just tell them as it was happening right maybe that's easier i don't know and i'm not saying like i I need a solution i'm just saying that kind of shit makes me feel like like an asshole and i am an asshole he has every right to be annoyed because i forgot right who what else am i forgetting no. <laughs> I don't know. Well, yeah, I think and and it's really interesting for us when we think about how like our environment starts to affect that, right? Because we have a lot of our I guess sense of self tied into what we do and our level of expertise and even our reputation. I think everything right? is tied into it. I think everything. Yeah. Everything. I'm and a terrible so, and, and, mother. I'm a terrible well, wife. So then it I'm starts a terrible yeah, dresser. No, I'm you're not a not. terrible mother. I mean, it feels like it sometimes, but I'm not. But I mean, I'm not a good housekeeper. I definitely don't cook. I'm funny. And I and like I amuse people. I mean, no, of course, I have my skills, but I'm just saying like everything is tied into this. And if I fail at it yep. because of extenuating circumstances, it pisses me off that I'm not managing it better, that somehow I'm doing something wrong. Either by not communicating, but I don't know how to. So in that case, do I write back and say, sorry, my kid's in the mental institution? I mean, what do you say? Right. What the? F- they don't care. No one cares. I mean, they care, obviously, but I can't just use it as a weapon to defend myself. That sucks. Yeah. And I think that part of it is is about being able to to be 
And this is, I, I don't know. I mean, because obviously I'm in extenuating circumstances as well, not quite like the way that you had in terms yes, of exactly, the emotional exactly. stress. And so what I've, you know, what I've been really sitting down with and looking at my schedule is there's a lot. And I told you, you know, I said, listen, the second week of August or even like, you know, through August, I'm not sure where we're going to be living. I'm not sure when we're going to be moving back to North Carolina. I'm not sure when I'll be connected. So for us to make like a plan to do like, you know, our sort of quarterly webinar that we've been doing, I was like, I'm not sure that's like a thing that I can actually commit to this time because I would hate to not be able to show up. Yeah, that's fine. And have it change. You know, that's what I'm saying. And so I think that there's something to be said for saying, hey, take away the the entire month of August <laughs> out of the equation and to be able to tell your clients possibly, you know, at that at the time when things were coming to a head to some degree to say like, hey, this is what's up. This is when you can expect more or more clarity from me or something like that. Because I don't know, I, I would have like taken myself out of the equation of doing intake from clients. And I understand the pressure of wanting the business to move forward, but not when it's going to like fall, don't you think? Yeah, or, yeah, yeah. I, I yes, I, I just, I don't know what I'm, I don't know that, I don't know that I have that much awareness as it's happening, I guess. Yeah, maybe that's, I don't know. Maybe that's a place I'm to not kind sure. of look at yeah. to see time frames to see like what really truly is possible. I just got, you know, uh, and I'm sure you, I think you saw the email. Yes, I was excited. I, I, yeah. So I just got, uh, you know, asked to do like a keynote for uh, Pittsburgh. Oh, my gosh. Podcamp. Podcamp. How could I forget the name of that thing? Pittsburgh Podcamp, mind you. But I, I had already had conversations with these guys before. And I said, I'm not going to be attending PodCamp because I'm not going to be in Pittsburgh. I had said this before. But they sent me the, this email just today, PodCamp as of now, or as when, the, and when you guys are listening to this, is going to be, I think, three weeks away. It's like at the mid-August, so possibly two and a half weeks away when this comes up. And I was like, "Did I already told you guys I wasn't going to be around. And then I considered it and I was like, the, the amount of pressure that I would be under to do a keynote three weeks away with no home, not knowing when I'm traveling, not knowing where I'm living, adding pressure to deadlines that are happening here in terms of work and things like I was like, that is something I am not adding to my plate. It's too much. It's like, what What would be the pay? Like, to me, it was like it's not a return on investment. Me doing a keynote would not be, would not return an investment to me. I think that's... It would, it, it would pay, my family would pay, I would pay. And the stress of just getting, the stress of just trying to come up with a theme, like just the strategy around that was like, I, I was like, oh my God. I don't know if we're going to be, le when we're leaving. Yeah. It could. Yeah. So anyway, so I made a decision. I just told him, I'm like, listen, three weeks is, I just said, I think at that, at this time, I, it's, I feel it is irresponsible of me to tell you that I'm committing to this when I, my schedule is, I may be able to attend. I may not be able to attend because that's the truth. Mm -hmm. And for a keynote speaker, I don't think that that's, that's not a good answer. <laughs> no, it's not a good answer, but that's one event where it's like, I don't necessarily know whether or not I'm. I mean, I know I'm not 
servicing the people properly. But I guess what I don't know is like, I don't know that tomorrow I won't be able to do it. I don't know that Friday won't be, you know, will be another issue. I just don't know. I never know. And so I knew Chicago would be a problem. But even then, I always have these like, I'm such an idiot, right? Because I always think, oh, I'll work on the plane. I'll work every night. Yeah. No, you don't. I don't. I really need to take the whole time I'm away off because I very, it's not even, I, I, the Wi-Fi is too sketchy on the travel days. And then on the non-travel days, like, there's just no way. I mean, I can probably check email or maybe check email, but most likely, eh, I, I'm doing stuff. I'm in transit. Yeah. I'm trying to arrange food. You forget that, I like, was, you're not able to just go to the fridge and eat and keep working. I can't, right? Yeah. No, it's to- it's totally true. I think that that was something that I, I'm not sure who I was having this conversation with, but uh, maybe it was you. Nope, because I haven't talked with you. Um, it, it's, oh yeah, I know, I know I was for, with, yeah. Oh, anyway, I was one of these things where I just realized it took me an entire week just to get caught up because um, I thought that I was going to be working when I got, I, mind you, I was working when I was over you there, were, but, but it's still never enough, but it's still not enough time. And I, for whatever reason, again, you know, for, I, I think that part of our issue is that we have this, uh, maybe n- n- unreal expectation of what we can do. That's what it is. It's an unrealistic expectation of your time and who's going to infiltrate it as well as your own accomplishments. Like, I always think I'm going to be left alone. That's my problem. Mm-hmm. I foolishly yeah. think I'll have time to myself that I never do. No, and it's, and it's, and that's, yeah, that was a really big, that was actually very big for me as well. And the only time that I got work done was early in the morning, like a couple like of hours before right? I started. I was up at five, yeah, five, five thirty. I don't know what happened to I was you. Out the door. This is the same person that wasn't. I mean, when I first started podcasting with you, you weren't giving your girls breakfast till eleven. I know. How did you well, change I'm that? How did giving, you change that? I did the whole bullet. I'm telling you, I decided to change my. I decided to change. You're telling it. me that bullet journaling got you up earlier in the morning. Yes, because and to bed earlier. Is, yes, I because don't I well, you. first I made a decision. I made a decision. This is I am. This is better for me. I I was 100% committed to I'm going to wake up early in the morning and I'm going to go to bed. Or and it took a while. I mean, it took I, I was fighting everybody's everybody else's rhythm on this. But I was keeping at it. And the reason bullet journal helped is because I write down every night and every morning when I wake up, like when I open my eyes and when I get out of bed, I write it down. Like right then? No. Okay. During the, like during the day or yeah, generally during the day, I have it in mind where I'm like, I'm going to put that down. And then I also write down when I go to, when we go to sleep, when each of us go to sleep. And so I started to track and that was more of a tracking mechanism. So I was like, oh, I did it today. Oh, I did it yesterday. Oh, I did it. And now I just wake up. So now I don't even have to, I don't even set an alarm. My eyes open up at six in the morning and I'm up. Which is weird because I would have never usually ten. That's pretty good. So I'm out. I'm out by eleven at the latest now, and um and and I start to get the girls that like yeah everybody's lie down. Yeah, (laughs) I'm such a boss lady when it comes to that. But I change things around so I wake up early in the morning and I get two hours of work at least at least done in the morning now. Um. But, you know, it's like I had to fight. I started all of that in September and it's gotten me this, this, this late to be able to do that. 
But still, I think that we have certain expectations that are a little funky um, about ourselves, you know? Yeah. I don't know. So, but um, <laughs> I know now, now I want to kind of shift our conversation here to a little, uh, some good stuff that's happening actually for us that, um, that I feel is going yes. to be really important. No segue for... whatsoever, but yeah, no. let's do it. Cause it's like, how do you segue out of that? Will you give me a segue, Jess? I think how we need segue? like general segue music for when we have no segue, but, um, <laughs> I think you should just do like a let's, let's change, change the subject. subject. <laughs> oh, that would be fun. Well, here's a segue. subject changing. Didi's burst in the door by Superman. Superman. He's now starting to move all my things around. Hi, Isaac. Where's a Yaya? Right here. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Bye, I. Sorry. It's okay. I love you. Bye, lovey. Okay. Yeah. Changing the subject now. That's all you need. <laughs> that's all you need. And that's right. The end. Um, the end. The end. <laughs> Just say the end. The end. Moving on. Period. Scene. And scene. That's perfect. And that's, <laughs> that's, that's exactly what we need. And scene. And scene. <laughs> that's exactly what we need. That is perfect. So, all right, guys. So we have some news. The news you can use. For the informed podcasters, so ridiculous news. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, that needs to be yes. I just that's my favorite jingle I think ever in the whole entire world. Just to let you know, <laughs> um, I would like it if you were a part of that somehow. Eh. <laughs> <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> We get it. Yeah. I'll, uh, yeah. No. Okay. So Podfest. We have Podfest, dude. And we just finished doing podcast movement, people, that we, we did in Chicago. But Podfest is a festival for podcasters that's happening in Florida. Orlando. In February. Right? Hold on. Which is nice. Uh, I believe it's in Orlando. It's it's in. Yes. Yeah. Well, I know it's in February. And it is towards like the last Last week of February, because February is that month. It is the last month. week of February, as a matter of fact. The last week of February. It is the last week of February. And make plans for it now, even though you can't buy yes. tickets yet. I would like you to put no. on your calendar. I believe it's the 23rd yes. to the 25th of February in Orlando. And I think, yes. wait, does that mean our thing is the 23rd or the 24th. 22nd? I think it's the 24th. I believe we are on a Wednesday. Wednesday's the 22nd. Okay. So. Well, Wednesday's the 24th. Nope. Not in February. Oh, I'm looking at the wrong year. Yeah. Don't go backwards. We've already done that. Go forward, We've already done people. that month. That's done and the gone. 22nd. That's 22nd. Right. So on February 22nd, Elsie and I doing She Podcasts event in Orlando. Woo! That's the Oprah version. This, that's the Oprah. I know. In Orlando! You get a ticket. You get a ticket. You get a ticket. You get a ticket. Woo! So... Um, but yeah. Oh. <laughs> Fireworks! Fireworks! Yes! Different colors, rainbows. Also, we are going to be having the... Go ahead, you announce it. Now, I don't want to take all the fun out of it. No, do it. You're going to be having... Oh, right. We're going to be having a sort of, a sort of awards thing as of now. We are going to be doing the Sheep Podcast Awards. Why yes. sort of? 
because they're not it's the not- same as the Academy and they're not the same no. as the People's Choice. These no. are awards that we feel truly need to be recognized. Yes. Um, like ugliest cover art. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> it's going to be really fun. There will be probably some that are legitimately you know, people that need to be recognized for their whatever content, dedication, whatever. Uh, hard work. And then there's going to be some that we just feel we need to recognize because they're awesome at, you know, like I said, what was the show when I said we should reward? Um, oh, that was on the podcast producers. <laughs> I said we should have um, Ramona Rice have greatest rack in podcasting. Yes. Yes. Um, you did. I did say that. And I still believe it, actually. Even seeing her in person has confirmed my vote. <laughs> <laughs> But see, part of it, too, is that we're going to iterate and kind of design these. The the whole thing right now is in the design process. So if any of you guys got a little bit freaked out or a little bit like, oh, no awards, it's not the type of awards that you think it's going to be different and it's going to be stated in a different fashion and also the event itself is going to be also a very unique experience i guarantee it so if you guys can just put that in your calendar yes we're so excited about it we're so excited super fun it's going to be super fun so it's wednesday through friday Friday, right so wednesday thursday friday in February, you guys can make this go. It's going to be one of those things that you're not going to want to miss. Yes. Like at all. Right. Like at all. So there's that. And in addition to that, you know, you can kind of start to see sort of like uh, Chris Kremitzos' vision via The Messengers, which is a podcasting documentary that um, he is actually executive producing as well. So Chris and Katie, who are putting PodFest together, they have a very clear vision around what they want to offer the podcasting space. And that's what podcast uh, PodFest is going to be offering us. And it's going to really be more about giving voice to those of us who really inhabit the podcasting space the most and have been around the most and giving basically indie podcasters, niche podcasters, a place where they can really, really shine and learn and expand. And, you know, Chris is doing this documentary called The Messengers and the theme and the message around this documentary is just so, it's so powerful. So let's hear a little bit about The Messengers right here. don't listen to radio. I haven't listened to radio in years. And the one day I forgot my phone, it was like nails on a chalkboard. It's great podcasting. It's like porn. Um, You know (laughs) it when you see it. Oh my God. People have no idea how much work this really is. That was Katie. Don't be afraid to start. Just get started. People are going to always want to have a voice. They're going to want to always share it with people. It's the experience of the excitement of connecting with somebody. Capturing the power of intimacy is something that podcasting does better than any other medium. 
It's got to be something you're passionate about because when you first start out, you're going to be podcasting to nobody. Let the listeners be part of your journey because they're the ones that are going to be spreading the word about, about your show. Danny. Love my yeah, and love so my Danny Pena. Oh, the pun of my Danny Pena. I love him. Um, so this documentary, guys, is going to be off the hook. And now there's actually an Indiegogo campaign, which is why I wanted you guys yes. to listen to some of this. Um, there's an Indiegogo campaign. It's that I feel if you're really into podcasting or if you feel that podcasting has only been, you know, only one side of the equation has been getting all the eyes and the ears. This is the thing that you need to support. The kind of stories that Chris is going after and his producers and his team is mind-blowing, the kind of stuff that they're getting out of this. I mean, honestly, please go to the Indiegogo campaign take a look at the video that they put up there, especially this promo, because there's obviously there's music and there's little sound bites. But if you see the type of footage that they've gotten, it's going to blow your mind. You're going to get so excited. Please consider checking that out. The Messengers of Podcasting Documentary Indiegogo campaign in the show notes. So please give your money to something like this. It would be really amazing. Yay. Yay. So that's like, Yay, yay for that. Um, One little bit of of news, guys, here. I'm sure that you all by this time possibly have known, but iHeartRadio is in cahoots with Libsyn now. So if you have a Libsyn account, you can really have your show in cahoots. You can have your show in iHeartRadio, which is obviously another destination that you want your podcast to be in. We have all kinds of tutorials on uh, over on YouTube and um, on on the Libsyn support side of things. So you can check those out. I'll have links in the show notes so you can get your podcast into iHeartRadio. We also have a Libsyn Live that you guys can look where Crystal and I went through basically step-by-step of how to do that. And we also had a really in-depth conversation about different podcasting practices that you have perhaps, maybe it's the things that got you into podcasting, like Cliff Ravenscraft's How to Podcast Free Tutorial and Pat Flynn's big, famous uh, How to Podcast Tutorial that he has on his website that everybody often quotes. And both of them are incredibly very well done. But there is one part within the system, which is where they teach you to use a file for download only and to use basically the WordPress feed that at this time is causing a lot of issues that are arising within being able to access all of these different destinations, not necessarily because of a bias or even just like a a dogma of of the, you need to own your own feed and be part of a WordPress site, or you need to like, you know, never use the lips and feed or anything like that. But it's really based on the fact that there's a lot of these places like iTunes, Google Play, iHeartRadio that are requiring different types of tags inside of feeds. And sometimes they conflict with one another. And I am just going to say this right now that there's going to be a point when iTunes is going to require some things and like Google Play is going to require other things. And in order for you to be able to get the most out of everything, sometimes being able to to have a place where all of these different things can be added that are not just all on one WordPress feed, it's going to be a little bit more empowering for you in the long run. So Consider checking that out so that you can hear a conversation that's based on just what the people are actually asking for, what iTunes and Google Play and iHeartMusic are asking from your feed now. 
And that, uh, that sometimes one, one of these days you're going to have to make a choice. You either are going to be here or you're going to be here because you're not going to be able to do it all unless you do it with separate feeds and whatnot. So there's a possibility of that. Again, you can make your own choices, but we talk about it a little bit more in depth. So, yeah. Yeah. Oh, I want to tell you guys about a cool tip that I have. Elsie's Tool Tips. <laughs> yes. yes. All right. So because Randy's been, he, he actually is doing a really big job. So he's been like, you know, leaving a lot and not, I don't see him as often. He's not, we're not really kind of hanging out as much as we used to because he's, you know, doing this busy job thing again. And um, there's been times when either he has needed some cash or I have been needing or I needed some cash or I'm like out with the girls or something and we go to eat and, you know, everybody's cash is all over the place. So we've been using this um, this app called Cash. Have you used this, Jess? No. It's so cool. I honestly think it's like the best thing ever. So it's called Cash. That is it. It's made by the people who do Square. Yeah, I love you know, Square. The, yeah, so so this is Square Cash. And and this specific app was created to solve the problem of when you go to eat and everybody's splitting the check and, you know, everybody, and then you're making mayhem for the waitress and everybody's splitting that, you know, because you, you already went through that when you guys went out for, you know, Chicago and Chicago and stuff to go to eat and stuff. So what this does is that you can immediately just send cash to like, let's say you, let's say I forgot my money or something. And you said, I want to put it on, I'll just put it on my card. And I said, okay, Jess, I'll just send you the money and it'll go in, it'll go instantly into your bank it's account. Amazing. I mean, instantly. Yeah, because Scott and I are always PayPaling each other and it's very annoying. Yeah, this is the app, dude. So I was out with the girls. We were at Whole Foods. We were walking around. And then Randy's like, I want to take, you know, I kind of want to test this ca- this cash app because we hadn't used it in like a couple of years because it, we didn't really need to. But we were out and about at that time. And he was like, I want to, I'm going to send you some money. And I was like, okay. As soon as he said money, it like popped into my account. Like it was in my yeah. account. Like it wasn't, yeah. I was like, what? You know what else account? does that? Venmo. Yeah, does Venmo, it? but you have to set know. up your bank. But yeah, Venmo does the same thing. But yeah, that's super convenient because sometimes like re- because of uh, some other extenuating circumstances, like all our debit cards had to be redone. Like I'm waiting for them to come in the mail because of course it takes a thousand days. So we don't have access to our cash. It would be nice to just be able to be like, here's some cash. Thanks. Well, you know? yeah, and uh, but well, obviously you do have to set up your bank account on yeah, this yeah. as well. Um, but it's really great because I could actually ask, and you have your own little. How do you say it? Like a like account, like, like yeah. username, your own little yeah, right. And it's like, and so f- if you want to send me money, people, I'm going to give you my little account. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> you just, it's a little cash sign, like the little money sign, and it's Yogeek, and mm-hmm. that's it. And so if you want to send money, it automatically goes into my bank account. It's the coolest thing ever. And so whenever we have to do stuff like that, or if I need him to pay for something, like it's just so freeing for me if I'd be like, can you just pick this stuff up or whatever? And if he only has his his business account or something like that, I can very easily just send money to all the different accounts. And it's super easy. It's awesome. It's so anyway. I I have another tool tip, actually, if you don't mind. Yeah, (gasps) I didn't write it in Trello. So. Pardon my, pardon me, but I for I forgot there was something I really wanted to put in there. Canva 
finally has an iPhone app. What? I will say that I have just tried to been using it and it crashed, but it doesn't mean it's not there. It is there. <laughs> and I look in my designs. All my designs are there. Everyone's little media one sheet I've created is in there. And so if you're ever on the go-go and someone needs, I mean, for me, it's about sharing designs a lot. Oh, you can also just, oh my God. So all your designs are there that you've already done. Plus they have an Instagram tab where you can just like make a quick Instagram, a Facebook, a Twitter, a presentation. It, oh, you can keep going even. Facebook cover, Pinterest poster, blog graphic, invitation, flyer, YouTube art. And you can do it all from your flipping phone. It's wow. the dream. So check wow. it out. It's super awesome. That's right. Awesome. I love that. Yes, it is. Although I have to say, I haven't gotten into Canva that much because I don't have any template mm-hmm. stuff. You know, and there's times when I don't want to go in there and waste time. Yeah. Because I'm going to be lost in the No, I always world. takes me two seconds. So much fat. In fact, I'm thinking of canceling Adobe. That's how good it is. <gasps> Get out. Well, because I don't do as much design. I'm paying $50. Well, 40 Yeah. Because I just have the two. But it's a waste. I'm not really doing a lot of designing. And I don't really want to get back into it. So I guess if you had to, you just sign back up again. Right. That's it's not like easy, there's a $200 right? down payment. Yeah, you just sign back up if you need it. I'm not going to delete it from yeah. my computer. I'm just going to stop paying for right, it. Right, right. Yeah, yeah. I hope it works out. No, I get that. I, I understand. <laughs> yeah. I get it. Yeah. So yeah. that's cool. So just wanted to let you guys know that. I know this is kind of a light show as far as news. It's slow in the news. The next thing you have on the news is not news, but I figured we would talk about it. Oh, that podcasting has an ad skipping problem? There's an article that says that pod skipping skipping has an ad cast problem, which is what I was going to say, but that's not right. Podcasting has an ad skipping problem. Not only is that not news, but everyone fucking knows that you can just... Push ahead 15 seconds if you want. I think that... You Why know is that? What it Are is? they really yes, that... They must be desperate for news. That's all. Yes. Well, I think that what happened is that they just realized that. The big people did. Yeah, the big... Like the advertisers and they the... They finally like, opened their podcast like app and then all of a sudden they were outraged. Exactly. <laughs> Aww, and so I think behind. that just... It's again one of those things where like it's not news but it's news to you right. because you just found <laughs> right. out. That's news to because you. honestly, that yeah, it's that's been a thing forever. Like there's shows that I immediately know when they're getting into an ad, and I skip over it. But get this though, but this is the other thing that I think that this uh, this article. Well, anyway, yeah. the article doesn't really get into is the fact that even though I skip over the ads mm-hmm. for a lot of mm-hmm. people, there are many times when I don't, mm-hmm. and and it's because of those times that I bought. Almost everything that a podcaster has supported in a show, mm-hmm. especially the shows that I love, I have, in fact, become the reason I'm an Audible subscriber and such a fan is because of podcasts. Mm-hmm. The reason that I have as many of the apps that I have on my computer is because mm-hmm. of podcasts. That's Honestly. So it's even if I skip over the ads, I know what they are. So, yeah. And then you know what? In terms of like the apps and the iPhone apps and things like that to make designs, I do have the uh, Adobe Spark post on my phone, which is kind of like sort of the same as that. Although I'm not sure why I don't ever open that Yeah, app. I don't know. <laughs> because I have it. And it's such a cute app. I always look at it and I think, oh my gosh, I love the design. It's got a yellow square on it. <laughs> it's very pretty and I love the name. But anyway, uh, so yeah, that's that's the news. Therefore, our big chunk of content today was all about feeling like 
like you're letting people down, which is kind of what we, you know, what we talked about earlier today. So if you guys, have you guys ever felt like you've been letting people down and have you told them about it because of something that has been happening in your life in your personal life? Or do you feel that you really do need to keep your work and your like home life separate and like not let anything seep into it? We would love to get your feedback about that. I mean, everyone wants to keep it separate, right? But it's just a matter of how the hell do you do it? I know, but I'm just, I'm doing a call to action to our peeps and see what they say so we can continue with the discussion. (laughs) And you can email that over at feedback at shepodcast.com. Feedback at shepodcast.com. Or you can call, you can't call us. You can use SpeakPipe, speakpipe.com slash shepodcasts um, and send it along as well. And I think we're going to be wrapping this up here, but um, one last little bit of information, guys. We had a special episode with like five of us that we recorded over at Podcast Movement that was just released over on Biz Chicks podcast. So you guys can check that out. In fact, give me one second here while I look up the exact URL. Actually, you can find it in the show notes. Find it in the show notes. <laughs> I'll put it in the show oh, notes. Oh, yeah, show notes. Oh, yeah, show yeah, notes. Yeah, da, da, da. So I'll put it in the show notes. You guys can check out that. It's going to be really awesome. And if you stay tuned, I'm sure you will hear all of us chatting at some point on this show as well. Yay. Okay, everybody. Please check out if you need an yes. editor, if you need an editor for your show, John Buchanis, AudioEditingSolutions.com. Or you can just email him at John.Buchanis at Gmail. Or you can ask me and I'll give you his email. He's awesome. <laughs> affordable. And he's like the best editor ever. You guys will not be he sorry. He is the best editor ever. And we're going to be talking about a little tool that we've been using very, very soon. Not this time. So that you can hear us and see what we can do now. Because he's amazing. And he's always looking yep. out for us and making yep. it sound better. will not be sorry. So. Yay. All right. Thank you guys for right, listening. Yo. Love you. Thank you. Mean it. Bye. Yabba dabba do.